War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts discussing Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministries, serving Auburn students since 1961. And the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm Chandler. This is my co-host, Clint. And uh, how sweep it is. <laughs> sweep number five on the season. You see what first I did, sw- I liked it. I liked it. Uh, first sweep over Vanderbilt since 2002. First shutout since 1998. First series win over Vanderbilt since 2009. This was a big weekend for Auburn. Yeah. and In many ways. I, I agree. Um, one... I think it was a big weekend because obviously because of the sweep. But the thing is, we we have we've already swept Alabama, but this is this was a different like a different type sweep. Vanderbilt is a legit top twenty team, and for us to just come all three days and just beat them down was <laughs> I thought was huge and. And, and beat them down is really the nice way to put this. Yes. Because Vanderbilt, you know, I don't want to say they just didn't show up, but it's almost like they just didn't show up. Um, I mean, yeah. if you didn't, if you just watched these games, you never would have realized that Vanderbilt was, according to the ESPN SEC Network uh, scoreboards, that Vandy was the ranked team and Auburn wasn't. Yes. But uh, let's get started with Friday night. Um, so fireworks Friday. Yeah, fire, and then fire, there were fireworks after the sh- after the game. Fireworks Friday. Um, Casey Mize. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's all you got to say, Casey Mize. No, um, no, no, no. You got to read the notes that I wrote for you, Chandler. Um, Casey, well, freaking Casey, Mize. Yeah, Casey freaking Mize. That's what you have to refer to him as now. After just an amazing outing on friday night yes casey mize went nine innings four hits gave up one solo home run and had 15 strikeouts how many 15 that's 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 a one followed by a five right yes it tied it tied the auburn record for a single game um i know tim hudson did it once and then there was two more guys that I can't remember their name that also have done it. But Hudson was the only name that stuck with me. But fifteen <laughs> strikeouts. I mean, uh, I mean that. I mean, it's incredible. I went to eat dinner with 
with Tanner Burns tonight, and we oh, were boy. just talking about how amazing it is and how, I mean, we don't understand how privileged we are to come out every <laughs> – and, I mean, like, this is Tanner Burns, our Saturday starter talking, come, to come out every Friday night and watch Casey Mize do his thing. I mean, it is incredible what he's doing. Um, And I know, I don't know, but I know through five innings, he had thrown 58 pitches and had 11 strikeouts. That is 15 of the outs, 11 were strikeouts on 58 pitches. I mean, you don't get a lot better than that. Casey had two strikeouts per inning those first five. Mm-hmm. and, um, you know, only threw 110 pitches. So I, I think he's been around there when he throws a nine-inning game, but, you know, that was just an absolute gem of the game by Casey Mize. And one of the scouts that was actually at the game was quoted saying, he was like one of those dudes you used to invent in video games. And... I mean, this is this is what I used to do, and I'm sure this is what you used to do. Go make a player, put him at 99s all the way around, and yeah. just let him dominate. The and that's is, what Casey Mines is. I don't even know if I could do 15 strikeouts in a game with a video game guy. I mean, <laughs> it's incredible what he's doing. And I, I also want to say, after, talking to his dad after the game Friday night, Casey's dad, Casey, his dad said that this, he thought, was his best outing of the year. And and Casey Mize has thrown a no-hitter this season. But his dad thought that this was his best outing of the season. And, I mean, you can't say much else. I mean, you got written here in the notes, Brett Wright hit a solo home run in the first. And then Connor Davis, Connor Davis hit a three-run bomb in the, uh, over the center field wall in the uh, fifth inning for his first of the season. But it all goes back to what Casey Mize did on Friday night. And, I mean, it's incredible what he did. He pitched a gym. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just nothing else you can say. I mean, I, I can't disagree with his father saying this was one of his best, if not the best, outing of the year for Casey. Just It seemed like all of his pitches were just hitting – and Vanderbilt just couldn't catch up. And Vandy's been a top pitching team the past couple of years. And for them to just not be able to catch up to Casey shows just how much above the rest of the country pitching-wise he is. Yep. Um, well, let's move on to Saturday and stop loving on Casey Myers because Do we have to? I mean, I don't want to, but <laughs> – Tanner also asked for his fair share of time in tonight's show. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Tanner. <laughs> so we'll have to give it give it to him. But Saturday, the offense produced, and Tanner Burns and Cody Greenhill did their thing. Um, let's see. The final score was eleven to five. Uh, Tanner Burns went five innings of five hit baseball and had five Ks and gave up four runs. Not his best outing of the year, but not his worst. Um, a, a solid outing from, from Tanner Burns. But um, offensively, what a day. I mean, 
what a day. I think, let's see, every player in the lineup got at least one hit. Yep. So, <laughs> Well, and the day started with a two-run first inning, and then it just started rolling from there. Uh, the second inning was a lot of fun. Brendan Venner hit uh, home run number eight, um, just a solo home run, and he seems to—he's got a lot of home runs, but I think he's only the—he's the only run scored in probably six or seven of those. Um, and just a couple of batters later. Um, Edward Julian hits one of the longest home runs I've ever seen at Plainson Park, uh, bouncing off of the uh, the clock in center field on top of the Hitchcock Field scoreboard, yeah. uh, bounced off about I think seven o'clock or about yep. ten o'clock. Um, big grand slam, and. Uh, you and I and some other friends had a lot of fun with that one because we just happened to make it Edward Julian Day. You were wearing a Canadian flag shirt. You were flying the Canadian flag. I had the Quebec flag, and our friend Will that was a- also had a Canadian shirt. I don't know why <laughs> we made it Edward Julian Day, but it was Edward Julian Day, and he showed up. <laughs> Yes, and and as we spoke about last week, his parents are in town from Quebec. Uh, they were in Gainesville last week, and they're spending some time in Auburn this week and last week. Um, last Sunday was Edward's birthday, so it's been a good week for that freshman. It has been. I mean, and the thing is that I mean, not people that don't really study baseball don't realize. That home run he hit, you said, was one of the furthest you've ever seen. It was an opposite field home run. It's, I mean, it's you're not people. Humans are not supposed to be able to do that. I don't. <laughs> Edward Julian just destroyed a ball to the opposite field, and I mean, it was it was incredible to watch. But I mean, it was a great day. All around, uh, Jay Estes led the team with three hits, uh, followed by Luke Jarvis and – or, excuse me, followed by Edward Julian and Josh Anthony with two hits. Everybody else with one hit apiece. But, I mean, it's it's just awesome when when whenever the whole team comes together and has, has a full day at the plate and on the mound. Um, it's just – wonderful to see like I said every player in the lineup got a hit and just a fun day all around yeah you could just see this team's confidence coming back ever since the Sunday game against Mississippi State get the runs going go to Alabama demolish them and and just you know you struggled a little bit in Florida but you made it competitive except for that Saturday game um, stole a win against them and, and just keep it going. They're not letting a bad game or, you know, a series loss in Gainesville really hurt them. And, and, and you know, they, they've been very mentally tough ever since that really rough stretch to start conference play. Yep. I agree. Um, and then you can't say enough about uh, Cody Greenhill. I mean, 
the guy comes in and tosses, I think, four innings of three and a third. Come on, Chandler, get it right. I, I'm, I don't have it pulled up. I'm sorry, but it's a three <laughs> and a third. And I mean, he was just Cody Greenhill. I mean, him and Tanner Burns these past three or four weekends, they they are four and zero together the past four weekends, and I mean they're just I don't you can't say enough about them. And you know what the best thing about it is, they're they freshmen. both freshmen. Yeah, the future is bright. Yeah, I I really like that duo. Um, you know, I think Cody has a tendency to get himself in a jam. Um, he only gave up one hit, but walked two guys. Um, but he's really good at getting himself out of those gyms, and you could see that with his three strikeouts. Um, pretty much the only wheat spot of the day was throwing Elliot Anderson in between Tanner and Cody. Um, Elliot only went two-thirds of an inning, gave up two hits, a run, uh, and walked a guy in. So, you know, not his best outing, um, but I, I appreciate trying to get him some work in a, you know, almost an out-of-hand game at that point. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, the I, I think, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know this for sure, but I think the plan at that point, we pulled Tanner Burns, it was 8-2, to two, I think the plan was to try to get Cody Greenhill to be our Sunday starter and not have to use him, but it didn't work out that way. But, uh, I mean, I guess this is a good transition on to Sunday. Andrew Mitchell did work on Sunday and he did work. He worked well, very well. Um, only through 66 pitches, because it's it'll be it's an interesting interesting tidbit that I'll add in just a second, but he pitched through five and a third, had one hit, five Ks, and no no runs, and that one hit was kind of debatable um, whether it could have been called an error or not. Uh, Luke Jarvis, it was a tough play, but Luke Jarvis I think should have made the play, but they ruled it a hit. But I mean, he it could have easily been a, a no hit. He he could have easily thrown a no hit baseball game to that point. And yeah. I mean, that's just incredible coming from Andrew Mitchell. You know. Yeah, and you know, didn't give up a run. Didn't issue a walk. Um, he did walk, in fact, shortly after that game, just across the street at graduation. So. Really big day for Andrew. Had one of his best outings of his career and got to graduate. Yeah, and that's what um, that's what I think was the reason behind him only throwing 66 pitches was because he had to go graduate at 5 o'clock. And graduation doesn't wait on anybody. Doesn't even <laughs> wait on the baseball game. Well, uh, in this, I, I was actually – I wasn't at the game. I was driving back to Florida, but I was listening to the game on the radio and Paul Ellen and Rod Bramblett weren't aware that Andrew was um, graduating and they weren't aware until after the game and their reasoning for Andrew throwing, you know, that last out of, or that first out of the sixth inning was because of the upcoming schedule against Ole Miss 
having a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, keeping Andrew fresh for possibly a start Thursday. But we'll discuss that in a little bit more depth later on. But then Calvin Coker and Davis Daniel came on to uh, finish off the game. And uh, Calvin went two and two-thirds, no-hit baseball, had three strikeouts, just threw – and I, it was good to see Calvin Coker have a good outing because he struggled recently, and it was it was energizing and uh, it was good to see him have a have a good outing. And then Davis Daniel came on in the ninth and threw one inning, one hit, and had two strikeouts. And I mean, you add those hits up. Davis Daniel gave up a hit. Andrew Mitchell gave up a hit. Two hits. Two hits uh, on Sunday. And, I mean, you can't say enough about how the guys under Casey Mize and Tanner Burns have, have pulled together and started, started coming together um, for, the, for the good of the team. And, I mean, they, they showed off. Absolutely. And, you know, those, both of those hits were infield hits. Like you said, the, the Luke Jarvis play, the guys on the radio, you know, didn't make it seem like it was even close to being an error. Um, I'm blanking on what that second hit was, but for these guys to come in, like you said, Calvin to get back to where he was, I think Rod even said, this is the Calvin Coker of old. Um, you know, like you said, he's been struggling recently and good to get him back, uh, watching the highlights when I finally got around to, um, when I finally got out of the car and got to watch him, uh, Tatus through that last pitch, striking the guy out and, you know, he's not a very emotional guy, but just to watch him pound his chest was something I never thought I would see out of that kid. And that just says a lot about him. You know, he, he, he lost his starting role. He's really struggled in that role the last year and a half or so. And just to see him act that way and, to me, accept where he is right now, Yep. as a reliever, I think was really, really big for him and this team. That was a really cool moment to watch. And also another guy that you, I just thought of, uh, at the end of the fourth inning, uh, there was a guy on first. I, I don't, I'm not sure if – I think there was a guy on third. But there was one out, and Tanner Burns got a ground ball uh, to the shortstop and ha- – uh, they produced a six-four-three double play, and he was pumped. <laughs> Tanner Burns was pumped after he threw that pitch and got out of that uh, got out of that jam. I mean, he hit his chest two or three times, and you could hear him yell all the way up from the stands. And <laughs> I mean, he was he was happy and energized. Yeah. But and, and speaking of the good weekend, uh, Connor Davis had a fantastic weekend. Um, yeah. You know, a kid who hit a home run last year to win the game in well, series I, against South Carolina. I mean, hits. let's let's hold on here. I okay. mean, I, I, well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and do our players of the week. Okay, okay. I'll let you my, go ahead. My player of the week is – oh, wait. Clint already stole him. Well, I'm going to use him anyways. Connor Davis. Uh <laughs> He had a weekend, and it's good to see Connor Davis have a weekend because he's been struggling, and I've been advocating for Judd Ward, but Connor Davis 
showed up and showed out. And Judd Ward also ate dinner with us tonight. And I just told you. Full disclosure. I told Judd straight up. I said, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to start rooting. I mean, I'm going to be saying Connor Davis should start now. I mean, (laughs) hate it for you, but get four hits in a weekend and get two home runs. And more importantly, 10 RBIs. Um, 10 RBIs through three games, that's pretty good, I think. Is that pretty good? Is that good? I think that's good. I would say so, especially for a kid who, as I was saying, only had one home run to his name coming into this weekend and now leaves going into the final stretch of the season with three. Um, my player of the week. My guy is somebody that I don't think we've actually picked for this award since we started this last year. Jay Estes. Um, just, you know, he, he always makes the great plays in center field, but he has really performed well at the plate the last couple of weeks. Uh, this weekend against um, Vanderbilt actually went eight for 11. Um, he hit three, he had two three hit games uh, on Saturday and Sunday and has actually hit safely in eight of his last nine conference games. So, you know, well, he, what is, is Jay the six or seven hole? Jay is the six, He's six or seven. Um, right here, he's six. <laughs> Jay is six, and Brendan is seven. So, That's you know, he's he's low in the order, but it gives Auburn a great chance to just yep. roll through the end of the uh, lineup. And you know, you, you kind of take a a page out of softball of putting a slap hitter first and ninth, and now you've got Jay Estes middle bottom of the lineup and it just gives you a chance in the mid innings and the mid part of the lineup to just get something going and he's been really productive at that but moving on our pitching staff has done a great job or did a great job this weekend had 33 strikeouts and only five base on balls um and it was just great to see the bullpen have a good good weekend and I mean, there's so. I mean, there's multiple guys that I can now say that I have not full, but pretty good confidence. Um, I mean, uh, we're gonna need we're gonna need a lot of these guys coming up with yeah, you know definitely. two Thursday, Friday, Saturday series to end the season, and yep. and hopefully yep. Auburn performing well enough to to not have to play on Tuesday in Hoover, which is the single elimination part of the tournament um once we get into the rest of the tournament and the rest of postseason it bullpen is going to be stretched very thin and they're really going to need to show up yeah but uh auburn now is tied for second in the west with ole miss and one game back uh from arkansas and i mean well we'll get to that in a second but we got a huge weekend series coming up but first Happy graduation uh, to Luke Jarvis, Calvin Coker, Andrew Mitchell, Welby uh, Malchewski. Yeah, that last name. <laughs> Dylan Ingram and Josh. Ingram. Uh, okay. And congratulations just to those guys. Um, what an accomplishment. Uh, many, many of those guys did it in four years or under, unlike me and Clint. 
And, <laughs> and I mean, it's just a, that's a great thing that they can always have and say that they are a graduate of Auburn university. And uh, coming, you know, Tuesday night against South Alabama and the rest of the season, you'll see one of my favorite things that the SEC has started. And these guys will be wearing SEC graduate patches on their jerseys and just being able to showcase all their hard work in the classroom on the field. Yep. Uh, South Alabama's lost six out of their last eight games. They're 26 and 19 overall. And Auburn won in Mobile in the fifth game of the season this year, seven to six. But lots has changed. Um, Auburn needs this midweek win. Every win matters at this point in the season. And hopefully uh, we've got Jack Owen on the mound tomorrow. Hopefully Jack can come out and I'm hoping he can throw three to four decent innings and, um, and then the bullpen can come in and do, take it from there. But uh, a big midweek game versus South Alabama, and it's the last home midweek game. But then we got, traveled Oxford on Thursday uh, for the big weekend series versus number um, – well, in different polls. You know, baseball has different polls. But they're anywhere from number three to number seven or eight. Uh, Ole Miss uh, – well, I was going to say the Ole Miss Rebels, but the Ole Miss, Ole Miss Rebels, Rebels, Black, Black Bears. Bears, Land Sharks, Hottie Toddies. General Akbars. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always um, preferring General Akbar. But they're 36 and 13. They're 13 and 11 in the SEC. And this is a Thursday through Saturday series. So – the pitching rotation is going to be kind of different this uh, weekend um, because I think – I'm not positive, but I think we're going to go with Casey Mize on Friday night in his usual spot and Tanner Burns on Saturday in his usual spot. And then we're going to – I'm, I'm not sure who's going to go on Thursday. They've got it listed as TBA. But, I mean, we have multiple options Davis Daniel, Elliot Anderson, uh, Ryan Hoarder, Welby Malcheski. I mean, the names are numerous, um, but it'll be interesting to see who goes on, who gets to start Thursday night. Yeah, and the uh, Casey and Tanner sticking to Friday Saturday has been confirmed by Coach Thompson. Um, you know, Thursday. I, I you know, it'll be kind of odd if we see someone like Davis Daniel getting back in the. Uh, uh, starting rotation. Um, you know, I I was kind of expecting Andrew Mitchell. Just you know, kind of how they treated the end of his outing on Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 very up in the air, and it's going to be very interesting to see who Auburn decides to throw Thursday and treating Thursday against Ole Miss and Thursday against LSU next week um, as the Sunday you know, up in the air kind yep. of game. So it's it's a very odd rotation and I'm I'm glad Auburn and Coach Thompson are sticking with Casey and Tanner in their normal positions. Yep. It'll be interesting to see nonetheless. But uh, I think that does it uh, for this episode of Hitchcock Hecklers. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter at GolfWizKid G-O-L-F W-I-Z-K-I-D How can the people connect with you, Clint? 
follow me on Twitter at ClintAUT4, and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database, at auburnuniforms.com. All right, well, it's been fun. War Eagle. War Eagle. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network, and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website, E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.